welcome to 512 Degrees, everybody. The podcast where we dive deep into the sizzling stories of chefs, artists, and influencers. Join us as we explore their extraordinary lives, savor their inspiring careers, and uncover the secret ingredients behind their incredible passions. Get ready to ignite your curiosity and feed your soul with zestful conversations that will leave you hungry for more. Today's guest is not only a dear friend of mine, but the chef of Pika Pika based in Brooklyn, New York, Nadia X. Pika Pika is a one-woman show while being a product of Nadia's upbringing, love for food, and specifically love for the food her grandmothers graciously passed down to her. Right now, Pika Pika is a pop-up, a supper club, and an intimate gathering place where she gets to test out her creations. Although Pika Pika is in its early phase, it's a story that's just beginning. Now let's get into it. Without further ado, please welcome Nadia Axon to the show. Nadia Axon, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining. How are you doing Thank you today? Thank for having me. Of course. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> of course, of course. And, you know, to start us off, when did you start to cook as a profession and why? Um, I started January 2019. I started culinary school that year in January, actually. Hmm. And I had moved to New York the year before for film, as you know, because we went to school together Mm -hmm. and I was pursuing film dreams and working as a production assistant, but that was a terrible job. And (laughs) uh, I kind of like long story short, found myself with a culinary agency at the end of 2018. And I was doing in-house videography and photography for them. And then I started assisting the culinary director who Mm. essentially at this point in my life, I can consider like the first culinary mentor that I had. And she really opened my eyes to how much I really enjoyed cooking. And that was kind of my liaison into the chef world. And through that job, I was like, I think I want to go to culinary school full disclosure like I got rejected to be a chef at the time with this company because I just yeah. wanted to for them they're like nah dude like you don't have any experience. <laughs> you need more credentials man like <laughs> like nah man it's not like that and I was like damn okay and was feeling pretty crushed um but that ended up making me go to culinary school so dang okay guys and yeah so I've been cooking since I graduated from culinary school June of 2019, and I've been cooking ever since. That's amazing. And was it one of those things where you'd always been cooking and then that exposure to it just kind of lit the fire, like awoken the light? You know what I mean? It awoketh me. (laughs) Awoketh you. I love that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd always been cooking just because my grandmothers on both sides of my family were incredible chefs. Um, The generation, my family jokes, like the generation after them, it's skipped and like no one in that and no one in my parents generation really enjoys cooking. And then it went (laughs) to me. So I kind of just became like the grandma in our family (laughs) (laughs) Um, when our grandmas passed, (laughs) which is sad, but an honor. Um, But yeah, my my grandma on my mom's side is Filipino and my mom is from the Philippines and my dad is um, from Kuwait. And his mom is uh, Egyptian-Palestinian. Wow. So they kind of 
you know, cooked what they know, which was Filipino and Arabic food. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like little kitchen helper, kind of like their little whatever mouse in the kitchen helping them (laughs) because like they had really bad English. So like, oh, God, they would like interact with one another and I'd be like oh cumin like that's what you're looking for and like oh that's how you say it wow you're like the little ratatouille I love it yeah I was a little Remy in the kitchen just running around helping them um learning a lot just bearing witness to like the best chefs I'll ever bear witness to in my life rest in peace grandmothers yeah um that's kind of where the love came from gotcha and what was the hardest thing that you had to learn, you know, on your culinary journey in the beginning? Uh, was there anything that you were just like, this is impossible? I would say there's like two things at the beginning. I can give one at the beginning and I can give one now, like four or five years in, which is still like very novice compared to some other people in the industry. But at the beginning, I would say time management was mm. the biggest lesson I had to learn. Um, I had kind of a different path than some chefs because I was working as a line cook and then got injured. And through that injury, I had to work as a private chef afterwards because Mm -hmm. uh, my body did not permit for line cook hours and line cook labor. And I still really wanted to cook. So I just became a private chef because the hour is a little more lenient. It's a little less physical, but still a lot of work because you're doing it by yourself. You don't have help. Yeah. Um, and I think time management was the biggest lesson I learned from being a private chef for sure. Just because, you know, some days I would have doubles where I'd have to like figure out everything, make sure I get finished by a certain time. And then I'd still have to go do the grocery shop after the first client for the second client, get to the second client and finish before the sun goes down just so for sanity purposes. And yeah. it was like, it was definitely a hustle. I was just running around like a bag lady in New York City going from like Tribeca to the Upper East Side with like 30 groceries on my back just huffing it up the train and then I'm like all right I have 30 minutes to me's and then I just gotta get it going wow that sounds tough but I mean I'm not surprised that you're able to do it because you're a boss (laughs) I'm pretty (laughs) surprised I was able to do it (laughs) Um, and then I would say the second lesson I learned just in general I think is something that a lot of chefs don't talk about is like asking for help is really hard. And as Mm. a pop-up chef, certainly like I'm doing a lot of things on my own. So I'm kind of used to getting it done. And I think learning to ask for help is a very, very, and I don't know if like other chefs feel this way and cooks feel this way, but like I have insane control issues and I'm Mm. sure a lot do. And I think that's where the first branch of like, asking for help comes from yeah so that's been a really big learning curve for me gotcha i mean asking for help is tough for everyone yeah. um because you you have so you want everything to be done perfectly totally and especially when it's something that you're so passionate about and it's like yeah. your baby you know you yeah you don't you really want to be hands-on and then yeah i don't know and then you, you end up watching people and you're like ah wait wait no, 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 no. You know, like, <laughs> I try maybe so you could try doing this, to, yeah. but <laughs> then again, like a lot of the people I work with are just incredible chefs. So I'm super lucky. But come the time where like my arsenal of six people, I like joke that I have like six people that I cook with that I would like fully do a heist with. Like if I ever needed to pull off a heist, like all yeah. of these <laughs> that I know would be like the perfect because they each bring like 
a little, you know, cooks and chefs are very like interesting and weird people and have like very odd talents and very weird things that they're good at. And so one day when all of them are busy and can't work with me, I probably will be that person. that's like, oh, that's not how I would do it. You're going to hit them with the, oi, oi, I am not. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> but I oh, know. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So transitioning into where you are now, Pika Pika. Can you yes. explain what that is? How it was created? Yes. Who and what yes. inspired you to focus on your Filipino heritage? Yes. So uh, very obviously my mom and my grandma on my mother's side. Hence my grand my mom's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, they are like the big matriarchs of the family. My dad's mom was as well, and she cooked incredible food. But because my mom was the chef in my immediate family, I just learned a lot through her and kind of like changed that as my own. So I would say I don't have as much experience cooking Arabic food the way that I do mm. Filipino food. And so I just that was kind of something like that I grew up with, like my friends would come over and my mom would be like, oh, do you want fried anchovies and rice? Or like we're having yeah. a whole fish and like soup and like there's also beef machado on the fucking on. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear no, you- <laughs> on the on the stove. And yeah, it was just like very normal for me. So that's kind of that was my comfort zone. And I just I think after being a private chef for a while, COVID happened, we all kind of went through this. I think a, a lot of people went through a deeper realization of like, does my career make me happy? Yeah. Does what I'm doing make me happy? Do the people I work for make me happy? Do the people I work for advocate for me? And um, kind of, I don't know, it's like advocacy was something I learned along the way. And that it is really important, no matter what industry you're in, as a leader to advocate for your employees. And I wasn't feeling supported in that way. So I kind of was like, okay, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Really, what I want to do is cook Filipino food. But I was really hesitant because it's a super vulnerable thing to cook home food. Like, you know, I'm not cooking like some changed recipe that my grandma yeah. made. I'm like cooking my grandma's tanola and cooking my grandma's sinigang. And Maybe using like different greens that are in season, but other than that, like everything else stays the same. And so after COVID and this like profound realization that I wasn't really happy in my job, I was like, okay, get your shit together and just do it. (laughs) Like, look for people. Um, And in New York, there's definitely a Filipino food scene. Mm, I feel like I'm not here to say one thing or another. Everyone has their own style of cooking. It's super regional. Like Filipino food is within Philippines, exists among a diaspora of different kinds of cuisines. Yeah. And I just really wanted to cook my grandma's food and cook and feel connected to her in that way. Um, And so... I think my experience with Filipino food here has been going to like Woodside Queens and going to these like, you know, Tito Rads and Cabayan type of places where it's like, you know, you've got like the teleserias on the TV in the corner and all the uncles like throwing down and eating like a bone marrow on the table and like (laughs) super cool. I love that. That's my that's like my safe place. Yeah. Um, But it's not also a place where I can like sit and have a coffee or read a book or like. I don't know. I just I felt like there was kind of a hole in the market for casual home style Filipino cooking that 
isn't just like a hole in the wall in Queens slash like, you know, not accessible to everybody because it's not that easy to get to Mm. or some might not want to take the trek over there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a lot. But basically through all of that, I was like, okay, I'm going to just do it. I'm just going to create my own little thing. And honestly, it was so such an experiment. Like fake it till you make it is a really like like words I live by as terrible as that sounds, but I just, I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I guess I'll do separate clubs. I guess I'll do pop-ups, like whatever, whoever will take me. And I kind of just like went wherever the wind took me. And that turned into this very beautiful, incredible community of people that I've met and, and uh, restaurant owners that are willing to take me in and host me and um, people that, you know, want to come to my studio and like throw down and eat with their hands. It's like, it's so sick. And, oh, I love that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think That's, that answers the questions. Kind of yeah, long. yeah, that definitely did. That was, I mean, the fact that you want to focus on bringing your Lola's like food to the public, yeah. you know, it's so heartwarming. It's such an authentic you mm-hmm. know, feel to your to what you're doing and to your mm-hmm. food in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was actually going to ask about if Filipino food is even present in New York City. Um, yeah it it totally is and I think everyone's just kind of doing their own thing and yeah I'm like so against crab mentality where it's like oh there can only be like the Filipino chef and the Ah, no we're all gonna succeed together and we're all gonna lift each other up and Mm -hmm. there's validity in like Cebu style and Pampangan and like Visayan and everyone's going to cook and have their specialty and it's going to be different from each other's. And we're all going to, I'm still going to go over here and get, you know, a whole fish from them because it's going to taste different than my whole fish. And it's definitely present. I think that what I am trying to create, which is an eventual restaurant in the near future for me, doesn't really exist because I'm just trying to create kind of a all day service, small yield um, bread and pastry program Mm with really easy kind of bistro style breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I find that most places are dinner. Um, Breakfast isn't really easy to find. And it's like, I just want to have like fish, eggs, and rice for breakfast. But like, I can't get that anywhere. Yeah. Okay. So you you don't see yourself having an actual storefront or a restaurant front, but mainly being a pop-up? No, no, I do. So my goal is to open a restaurant. Gotcha, gotcha. But at the moment, kind of. at the moment, it's not a restaurant. Gotcha. So I have a okay. studio in Bed-Stuy and it's like a very small little space where I do research and development out of recipe developing, all of that, as well as like any baking, like any bread baking that I do will be there and then sold at different outposts. And then yeah. the main thing that I host there is my supper club. Gotcha. Um, so that's, it's very intimate. It's 12 or less people. It's ticketed. It's private. Um, and yeah, it's super nice. Cool. Like, it's super chill. And mm. then the other of it is just popping up around the places and just going wherever the wind takes me, whoever will have me. Yeah. I love it. Go <laughs> flow with the wind. All right. Yeah, flowing with the wind. <laughs> and do your menus change every like, uh, event or appearance that you, you make? Yeah. I want to say they probably change every single time. Woo! So when I started, I recipe tested probably like 60 to 80, somewhere around there or the other recipes. Um, For like six months, I was just recipe testing mm-hmm. and then listing down like whatever, whatever, whatever. And, you know, that's like not knowing what will work for service or not. And so 
with the idea in mind that I do want to open a bistro, I think the reason that I change the menu so often is one, because I get bored and like, I like to try new things, but mainly because I wanted to test what would work well for service. Mm. Um, because what works well at home and what works well for service is obviously like two very different things or, okay, I really like this. How do I make it work for service for, you know, 100, 120 covers a night? Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of like tweaking and learning from mistakes and just like, uh, you learn so much cooking a bunch of different menus because you're like, oh, wow, like that's good to know for next time. I should definitely yeah. not do that. <laughs> I should not do that. Okay. Okay. That's really cool that, you know, it's like you're learning, you're constantly learning. Yeah. And yeah. Definitely. Okay. And could you actually let us know what this campaign with New Market is and who they are? Yeah, for sure. So it's super cool. It was this very serendipitous uh, occasion where I was planning on getting rid of my studio or like going of my studio this summer just because full transparency, like being in this industry, you don't make a lot of money. It's really hard. So mm. I've kind of been breaking even on rent, but not been able to take home a lot myself. And yeah. it's just like not it, it wasn't working with my lifestyle, um, not being able to make money like that and working so hard for it. Um, so, uh, this guy, Will came to one of my pop-ups with his partner, um, late last year and just was such a lovely guy and reached out to me and was like, Hey, I went to your pop-up last night. Like one of the best meals I've ever had was incredible. I've never had, you know, persimmons before. Like, thank you for introducing me to persimmons. And, yeah. um, it was cool too. Cause that menu was like, com- it was a comfort foods, um, themed menu so I put Mm. things that are really comforting to me but might might have been things when I was younger that like scared me like persimmons we would always have for snack after school and I hated them for whatever reason (laughs) and love them because you know persimmons are amazing but anyway it meant a lot to me that this menu that I had like really made for this very nostalgic kind of feeling was uh able to he he felt that so anyway we met up he was like I work for this group called New Market. We're a business that helps crowdsource um, funds for small food and beverage services. And they essentially kind of, um, it's designed for food businesses to get support from communities. So instead of kind of like, oh, let me get angel investors or let me go to a bank and get a loan, which wasn't on my forefront at the moment, just because that's more for something when you're opening a brick and mortar. Um, They're their community option for that. So he came to me and was like, look, I can ha- like, it sounds like you want to, you're going to get rid of your studio, but you want to keep it. And I was like, yeah, of course I want to keep it. Like, it's like where I do a lot of my work. Um, and yeah. he was like, let's make it happen. And at first I was like, this is too good to be true. Like, I don't <laughs> like yeah. who are these people. I don't know what that is to me, but I was like, I don't know. And they <laughs> incredible people's, um, really cool. The owner Ross um, and I have gotten to know each other pretty well over the last like month. And I mean, f- he fully was like, I used to work, you know, I, I want to say like venture capital adjacent, if not yeah. in venture capital. And I would see, you know, like cis white people just get funded for a lot of things that didn't make sense to me. And then I would see black and brown people that 
were queer or, you know, whatever, just getting rejected left and right. And that, and they always had, you know, the innovative best ideas or yeah. what you have it. And um, so he, that's why he started New Market. Cause he was like, I just want to fund people that deserve it. And I want them to feel connected to the people that are actually funding them. Yeah. Just super cool. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how that came about. And yeah, we started the campaign literally two days ago. Okay. Um, so far it's been going really well. And yeah, yeah so the the goal is 30K and that'll be to kind of fund my rent for my studio as well as help me get some new equipment that I need for pop-ups and hopefully future things that I can bring into my restaurant. So Yes. Awesome. I mean, sending all of the good energy and success Thank your way. You. You know, that's that's Thank really cool. You. It's really amazing. Yeah. And it's really amazing. I can understand your hesitancy at first when you're like, is this even yeah. real? Because you're like, when some when things pop up like that and you're just like, yeah, oh, really when fate is like that. fading, you're like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> when fate is fading, fate, when fate is fading, you're like, damn. <laughs> OK, fate. What's good, fate? Yeah. <laughs> OK, fate. <laughs> OK, fate. Slay fate. <laughs> And, you know, I've seen that you've been in multiple articles and even the New York Times. Um, did you ever think you'd be recognized at such a level for the thing you love? Or was that kind of one of the goals from the beginning? No, absolutely not. I was like literally driving to go do errands for a pop up when my friend texted me and was like, yo, do you have a New York Times subscription? I was like, nah, why? Nah. <laughs> I was like, no, absolutely not. I don't. And she was like, well, you were just featured. So you, you here's my login. And I was like, shut up. And I remember I was like driving and I like had to like skirt. Like I literally, I literally skirted over to the, to the side of the road. Cause I was like, there's no way she's lying. And then, you know, I saw the article and I just immediately started sobbing. So I was like, what the hell? And I think like a lot of this is hard for me to talk about because I feel at times like imposter syndrome, which I'm mm. sure I've people can relate to um just because like I don't have a team it's just me so I don't have anyone trying to do PR I don't have anyone like reaching out to these people they kind of just somehow somehow I came across their path so yeah um, yeah yeah, really really amazing and I think what I think is really cool right now is that there's this kind of comeuppance of young people of color in the chef industry and it feels very like safe and I feel like I've been featured with some of my friends who are also young one of my friends Nate um cooks Jamaican food like homestyle Jamaican really beautiful um and him and I like often get featured together and we're just like this is so cool like this is really like being featured alone is great and then being featured with friends who are also killing it like it's yeah that's cherry on top it's super cool and i'm just like lucky to be given and we're all lucky i think we work really hard but it it is cool to be given the platform to kind of like spread the good word for sure oh yeah spread the good word every chance you get i mean that's i love that you know you are being recognized for what you're doing I've been seeing your socials, you know, and every time you post, I'm like, wow, that that looks amazing. And I'm jealous <laughs> I'm not in freaking New York, but it's fine. It's fine. One day I'll get there. <laughs> one day, one day, one day soon, hopefully. <laughs> and, you know, like as all this is, you know, coming together, I guess, what are you most looking forward to next? Definitely my restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> like 
it's scary and it's really like I haven't even really started to talk about it until literally last week when I got interviewed and the journalist was like so what's the deal like do you want to open a place and I was like yeah I do (laughs) I do and so now it's kind of out in the open because I don't know a lot of pop-up chefs actually their goal isn't to open up a spot because it's really it is really hard there's there's going to be years of like tears and sweat and rejection and just Mm. I know it's going to be hard but I also feel that this is like it sounds so corny but I feel really connected to the matriarchal roots of my family and they're not with me anymore and I just I feel like I this is like my way to remember them and to connect to them and so in that way it's a joy for me and it's it's how they loved so hard was just cooking from my huge family and I like want to share that with people so I think I'm excited to have a spot not have to hop around from place to place like a bag lady nomad and (laughs) have a home for all my things and kind of create a really like safe space for my community and a really beautiful place for people to just like throw down have a really good bowl of soup mm-hmm. get a glass of wine if they want yeah um, and enjoy filipino food as a lot of people do not yeah that sounds fire and yeah. i mean like on behalf of all the people thank you for uh, inviting us into your family you know oh, what i mean of course that's so sweet you're so <laughs> welcome come to the filipino family everyone should be friends of the filipino yes they, they should the best be families Come on, come on, stop kayo, mabuti, mabuti. Come on. Come <laughs> hang out with us. Yes. Okay, before we run out of time, uh, we're going to get into our last section, which is the lightning round questions. Oh, um, I'll be <laughs> asking you a series so of quick fire questions, and we just ask that you do not take too much time to think, just answer. First thing that comes oh, to God. mind. We'll maybe give you a little threshold, but it's fine. Uh, It's going to be fun. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get to it. Chicken or pork adobo? Chicken. Ooh. Chicken. I feel that. Same. I mean, I couldn't really eat pork growing up because my dad's allergic, which is... It's so random, but yes. Okay. Okay. So random. <laughs> so random. Um, my my family cooked with chicken. Yeah. Super weird. One of those Filipino Filipino families that didn't really do a lot of pork stuff. Oh, so okay. I, chicken was king. Yeah, my dad would have loved your family then. Okay, awesome. I would awesome. love your dad. Sure. <laughs> Winston. Winston. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite dish to make? I, like, I hate to say it in general, I soups, but I love yeah. to make soup. Like, if I could one day just have a franchise that's, like, soups, oh. like, just soup to go, like, yeah. have a restaurant and then just have a soup to go place. Um, but I would say Sinigang. Oh, Kron, I Kron love Sinigang. Sinigang. Yeah. yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. A mean soup is a mean soup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? If you don't like soup, that. let me help. let me help you change that. Like, I'll make yeah. you like soup. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Nothing okay. Like one bowl of soup. <laughs> right. What is the best part about cooking? The art of it or the reactions of people loving it? I would say like creating is yeah. my favorite part. Yeah. Okay. So the so I, I suppose yeah the art of it. I love that. Okay. 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 If you could have an unlimited supply of one thing, what would it be? Fish. 
<laughs> like, like whole fish. Is that is that? Yeah, no, that's that the yeah, yeah. Question. Okay, yeah, it would yeah. be like whole fish. Okay. Any pompano, tilapia, love it all. Porgy, mm-hmm. red yep. snapper. Yep. Sounds amazing. Okay. Sorry, I wasn't sure if you were done listing them out. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. okay. <laughs> what is the whole weirdest? Fish. <laughs> okay. What is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Hmm. I mean, like, I don't think it's weird, but maybe yeah. people would think it's weird, like pig intestines, but that's pretty common in the Philippines. You just put yeah. it on a skewer. And it's like a long, squiggly, wiggly, yeah. and it's crunchy, and it's delicious, and it's salty. Yeah, I feel like if you're, like, cultured, a lot of things won't really necessarily be weird. Yeah, like brains and offals and intestines. Mm-hmm. They're all really lovely if you pre- prepare them correctly and really yeah. fun. Okay, I like it. Okay. Or dinaguan. That's like another one that a lot of people don't eat. That one was weird to me for a while. It's, yeah, it's pig's blood stew, Um, but it is so good. Then can you say it? What? what how do you pronounce it again? Dinaguan. Okay. I always mess that up. I don't even want to say how I say it, but um, That's all right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say the Negro on, but uh, yeah. Last <laughs> well, getting right. cut out. <laughs> I know. That's seriously good. All right, all right. How do you want loved ones to remember you? Oh man, definitely by my food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If your life, what was that? Food, food as a means for love. Okay. I like that. If your life was a story, what would it be titled? Crunchy Tales of a Crispy Gal, a memoir. (laughs) Wow, that was actually pretty good. (laughs) I guess Crunchy could be seen as something different, but I guess Crunchy could be Crispy Crunchy, Spicy... The crispy, crunchy, spicy tales of a young chef. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what food always brings you back to your childhood? Probably Arascaldo, which is, Ooh, uh, that's you know, that's yeah. congee, that's jook, that's uh, every, like, pretty much, I feel like most cultures have their version of that, but it's a saffron um, rice porridge soup. Mm. Okay. Fire. I know. I I had it for the first time like last maybe like three years ago, and I was like, "Where has this been all my life?" I mean, but, I don't. I all regional. The your your what was your comfort food? Like, what's what's yours? Man, it was probably like chicken adobo or my dad's jerk chicken or mm. uh, his. You need to throw it down with Winston. His oxtail, yeah. <laughs> Enough with the oxtail. <laughs> what's the one thing you appreciate most about your family i think like our our willingness to be honest with one another oh i like that yeah filipinos are pretty savage so you know we're just gonna be savage with each other but it's all love it's all love it's (laughs) It's all all love love. (laughs) we all still love each other even though we're mean sometimes (laughs) okay okay and last one is what Three to five words best describe Pika Pika. Okay. Um, three to five words that describe Pika Pika. I would say nostalgic, warm, seasonal, 
I'm good with that. Those are my three words. Nostalgic, Nostalgic warm, and warm seasonal. seasonal. I yeah. like it. I could definitely yeah. see that. Those are the three perfect words. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that yeah. does it for the lightning round. I mean, thank you but so much for joining. I've never felt so much pressure in my life. <laughs> Just kidding. No I'm just joking. You handled you handled the pressure. You did great. Uh, yes. Thank you so much for joining. And are, are there any last words that you'd want to share with the people? Anything you want to, you know, let them know to check out? Where can we find um, all of your good stuff? Yeah. So for those listening in the greater tri-state New York area, hmm. <laughs> I will be having pop-ups all throughout July and August, as well as private events. So if you want to give me a follow, I am... Pika, Pika, P-I-C-A, P-I-C-A, B-K, Brooklyn baby um, <laughs> on Instagram. Oh, my God. That was embarrassing. I we love to, that. We got to no. cut that out. No, I love baby. Um, Pika, Pika, B-K on Instagram. Uh, I will be doing a breakfast pop-up for the first time on July 8th at Cafe Privé on the Lower East Side. Yeah. And, you know, if you want a little fish, eggs, and rice, you want a little longanisa, you want a little corned beef hash come my way awesome oh my gosh that sounds so good yeah damn i want that right now i know i gotta get a ticket right now <laughs> right now like right now <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> well they <laughs> well awesome thank you for sharing all of that and we look forward to following your continued success you know and yeah thank you so much thanks yeah. for having yeah if you ever want to be on again let us know we'll gladly have you on for a part two absolutely and- yeah, have a great rest of your day and we'll talk Thank to you soon. You. So good to talk. All right. You best make sure to check out Pika Pika's first breakfast pop-up this Saturday, July 8th, 2023 at Cafe Prime. For more information on upcoming Pika Pika events and audio, you can find them on Instagram at Pika Pika BK. Join Pika Pika's beautiful community and support their new market campaign. Nadia is ready to feed all of you. Every contribution brings Pika Pika closer to becoming a long legacy of fun, delicious, and meaningful food. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a follow at Texas Tasty on Instagram and at the Texas Tasty on Twitter. Future episodes of 512 Degrees can be found wherever you get your podcasts. This is Dominique Linton signing off. Until next time, y'all.